Welcome, my beautiful friends. I'm Darcy Justin to the Love Your Dreamy Midlife podcast, where so many women are ditching the midlife meltdown and learning to love their life again. I know all too well midlife can be tough. Yikes. It certainly was for me. It's a pivotal time in our life when we can stay on the struggle bus or get off for good. I decided to get off and embrace my life again. I became a midlife coach, mentor, and speaker to help other women just like me. That's why I'm sharing my life's journey, my strategies on how simple shifts can have huge impact. This is the perfect place for you to discover you, reconnect with you and your dreams. If you crave your best life, you may find it here. Hi, everybody. It's Darcy Justin. I'm so glad that we're going to have some time today to talk about something that's very dear to my heart. And that is, how do you know if you're ready to date after divorce and trauma? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Sometimes you had trauma in your divorce uh, and sometimes they're separate. They cause a lot of the same issues for us. I'm just going to bring up a few things that we're going to talk about today. One is what do you really want to put you first, not him. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready to do things differently this time. Let's jump right into going back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit before we go forward. A lot of us bring trauma into our relationships. Maybe it's high school trauma, maybe it's childhood trauma, maybe you had abuse uh, in your past. I am shocked when I read about how many women in the U.S. have abuse in their past. It's really, really sad. But with that saying, let's just go ahead and deal with it. If you have any of that kind of stuff, I always call it junk in our backpack. Then you know, it's something that we want to think about. Childhood trauma can affect how you view you and it can affect your self-worth, your self-esteem. It can also affect how you view relationships. All right. So there's no doubt if you've been through a divorce, um, even a friendly divorce is usually, it can be ugly, right? It's still hard. It's still tough. I was not <laughs> one of those women that went through a friendly divorce. Mine was like, it, it could have been on the, on the front page of Time Magazine. I mean, it was, it was horrible, horrible. People would have, would have paid to watch it. It was terrible. But anyway, there are people that go through friendly or divorces. I think that's, uh, that's pretty fabulous. That was not my case. What childhood beliefs do you still have that maybe you might bring into a new relationship? I think it's really important to take a look at this. And I am not a therapist. Like I said, I am just a coach, a counselor, a mentor. I've been through all of this myself. And so I can tell you right off the bat, if you're dealing with childhood trauma, you need to make sure you're okay. Remember, if you're wounded, you're going to attract other people that are wounded to you, or you're going to attract prey, which are the kind of men that you do not want to date. It's really important to take a look at what is going on with you, perhaps your past, perhaps some of the things that came out of your divorce. Do you need to heal? Do you need to reflect? That's a really, really 
important part of moving forward. For me, I had to go to therapy and then I went to group counseling. I didn't realize that I was dysfunctional too, that I had issues that I had to deal with. And just because you're a victim of domestic violence or any of these kinds of things, don't just be the victim and not go get help. You are part of what happened. That is something that you really want to look at. You don't want to just go, yeah, I can't believe what what he did to me. A better perspective is what was my role in this? What happened to me? For instance, my boundaries were shot because I was codependent. So I let a lot of things come in. I let a lot of things happen that I should have never let happen, but I didn't have good, safe, healthy boundaries. I don't want to get into that in depth, but do take a look at that. It's incredibly important and moving forward so you're not in the same, you don't just keep swimming <laughs> in the same swimming hole, right? You want to get out and you want something different, you want something healthy. The other thing, uh, number two, is what are your needs now? And I've talked about this before. Your needs need to equate to your expectations. If you're not ready to jump into a serious relationship, don't go online, don't put yourself out there all over the place, then wonder why everybody's all over you. Well, there could be a really good reason for that. If you need to slow the roll, as they say, then you need to make sure that your needs come first and what do you need. And if you're not ready to date, and I wasn't ready to date for at least a year or two, why don't you find some other ways that you can find love, connection, touch, Maybe it's your friends, maybe it's your family, maybe you're getting involved with a new group of people, maybe it's volunteering. Find some other way to meet some of those needs that all of us have as human beings, which is to be valued, to be loved, to be accepted. You know, sometimes, depending on what happened to us when we were growing up, we jump into these terrible relationships because we just wanted to feel valued and loved. We did it so innocently, right? I did too. Totally, totally get that. I was definitely one of those people. So be very, very clear about where you are right now and what you need. You know, the other thing I want to bring up is when I was single, I did have children. And I see a lot of people, and I think they're more in the needy category that are really ready to jump into a relationship with their children. I just want to say that you really need to protect your children too, okay? I know you have needs and I know you want them met and I know you probably want to find somebody really cool. And that's that's probably like a whole nother topic for conversation. But protect your children from confusion. Protect your children from being hurt again. Remember, if your children went through divorce, it's the worst thing they've ever gone through in their entire life. It's not just you. Remember, they're very wounded. They're very hurt. There's all kinds of other issues. If their father was abusive, alcoholic, they probably need to be getting some help too and working through some of these super tough issues that they have to deal with. And a lot of times it's even when they're a young age, so they really don't know how to articulate what's going on, why they feel triggered or why they feel scared. It's really, really important that you consider them, you talk to them and you find out what's going on with them and help meet their needs before you jump into another. The, the next thing, number three, is make sure 
you're putting yourself first. Very often when we come out of a really bad divorce or we come out of trauma, we didn't put ourselves first. Don't do that again if that's what happened to you. I'm just going to make that big, bold statement. Put you first. Make sure your feelings are being honored and respected. And that's incredibly important. And you can find out immediately if this person has an issue with honoring or respecting you. All you have to do is lay down a boundary. And if they're ready to just trample all over your boundary, then that is a huge warning that this is not going to be the right relationship for you. If it doesn't feel good, remember, walk away. There's a reason our hair goes up on the back of the neck. There's a reason that we don't feel good. There's a reason we're triggered about it. Sometimes it's our past and sometimes it's just your, your brain going, run, run fast, run away. This is not, <laughs> this is not going to be a good situation for you. Remember, it's going to take some time. So put you first, be willing to invest some time in you and feeling good about you again. If you uh, were with someone like I was, there was infidelity, they had a girlfriend, they had an affair. There's some stuff there that you really have to unpack and you really have to, so you don't feel scorned and you don't feel angry. You don't feel paranoid. You have to learn how to trust again. I'm not going to lie. It took me a year or two to work through some really intense feelings and that's not unusual at all. It's going to take some time. Give yourself some time. It's going to take intention. You have to intentionally want to be better, to grow, to move into a new place. And it's going to take a little bit of work. Be willing to do that. It'll save you, uh, you know, hours and hours of pain in the future if you do it now and get through that now. Just remember, it's not about him. It's all about you. Don't forget, it's really, really a good idea to check in with yourself every once in a while and go, wonder why I'm being triggered or why do I feel this way or why do I feel that way? A lot of times our ex is still in our life. They trigger us you know, or they got remarried, or they uh, are dating a lot of different women, and that can be sort of painful and hurtful. So check in with yourself and make sure that you're moving ahead and you're not stuck and you're not depressed. We really got to move past that, whether you need a therapist to do that or not. The other thing, number four, is be willing to do things differently this time. You know, as human beings, we are so funny, right? We're like, I don't know why this relationship didn't work out. It was just like the last one. Hello? <laughs> Hello? We're, we know the definition of insanity is that we keep doing the same thing and we expect different results, right? Who said that? Einstein, I think. All right, somebody's super smart, like a hundred times smarter than all of us put together because that is so perfect. That is so perfect. So it's incredibly important to know that you have to do things differently. Know that you have to slow things down. Learn from your mistakes. What role did you play in your divorce or what happened? Were you passive aggressive? Were you this? Were you that? Also, make sure that you talk to other women. You're not alone. You're not alone in this at all. It's really important you have a community around you, whether it's a Facebook group or a meetup group 
or a support group. Um, I was in a support group for a while and it was fantastic. You end up sort of jumping in, you end up finding out you're not crazy. <laughs> One of the first things I realized is, oh wow, I'm not crazy. Okay, this is good. I'm gonna stay in this group. Many, many times there are people dealing with, with things much worse than what you're dealing with, but it's all good. It brings everybody together. So I would really recommend that you have a strong support group this time. That's one thing you can do differently. Putting yourself first, you can do differently. Having a good, strong support group, whether it's friends or family. And trust me, if you meet someone and you're crazy about them and your friends are like, ah, uh, no way. Don't be one of those women that's like, oh no, they just, they don't know him that well. Okay, nine times out of 10, if you have a really nice group of girls and they don't like who you're dating, there's a really big reason behind that. You might want to pay attention to that. They have things that they want to share with you and things that they want to bring to you. They don't always, you don't always see all the same things that your support group sees or your friends. They are going to see things that you don't see. The other thing you could do very differently this time is write down the 10 things you really want in a partner. And for that matter, you can write down the 10 things that you don't want in a partner. There are things that are deal breakers, right? I couldn't be with someone that smoked all the time, for instance, that would be a deal breaker for me. If somebody lied to me, that would be a deal breaker for me. I'd be like, uh, 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 no, we're not doing that. Write down the 10 things that you're looking for in a partner, if you're ready to look for a partner. And there's two other pieces to that. One is you can pray for that person. You can manifest that person. If you have intention behind that and what you're looking for, that can really change your stars. That's one thing that you can do differently. The other thing, number five, is make sure you're ready. And that really kind of touches on all the other things we've been talking about. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I got my divorce papers and wow, I guess I'm just... I'm ready to go back out there. Uh, I would say maybe, maybe not. Depends on your divorce, but we're really talking now about trauma and, and a divorce that's left you traumatized or has stirred up a lot of trauma from your past. So I would say you really probably need to see a therapist be in counseling. Um, I went through group counseling through my county. A lot of states and counties offer free counseling, especially for things like domestic violence, domestic abuse. Those are things you want to be super, super careful that you have given yourself time to not be triggered all the time. How would you possibly know if you're ready to date again? I think that's a great question, right? I didn't, and so I jumped into my, you know, your relationship after your divorce, they call a rebound relationship. And it's true. It's usually some other version of who you were married to because we really haven't figured everything out yet. We're still processing a lot of really good information. If you're in your rebound relationship, there are so many reasons not to move forward with that relationship and not take action on that relationship. You know you're ready if you start feeling really good about yourself again. A lot of the negative talk 
the volume to the negative talk <laughs> has turned down. Your self-sabotage has turned down. You're starting to get your confidence back. You're starting to feel really good about you. You're able to talk about it. You're able to forgive. You don't have a bunch of regrets. You've worked through a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. You're not triggered all the time. You know, if your ex is with someone else and you're constantly triggered and you feel shame or you feel sad or you're depressed, you're still wounded. Honestly, you're probably not ready. You're ready when you feel good about yourself. You're ready when you've got to the other side of this scenario and you can go, yeah, that was the past. It was awful. I didn't like it. I didn't like going through it, but that was the past. You know, you're ready to, if when you're ready to take action is aligned to what you want, right? I'm going to say that one more time. So you also know you're ready to date again as when you're ready to take action and that action is aligned to what you want. So you have your list, of things you're looking for, uh, you have your intention, you know what you want, and the action is centered around that. It is kind of goes along with all the other stuff we've been talking about, which is slow things down. All right, unlike when our kids are in college or we're in our 20s or 30s, where somebody's like, hey, you wanna go out? Let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. We're just like, yeah, let's do it, let's go. We go out with them two or three times. It's just a whole different scenario. Now we're a little bit older. We don't really bounce as well as we used to, right? Have you ever seen a two-year-old just sort of walking across the room? They fall down, they get back up, they fall down, they get back up. And you know, the first thing I think of is, I love two-year-olds, they just bounce right? They don't even really fall. They just sort of hit the ground and jump right back up. A lot of us don't have a lot of bounce left, right? A lot of us in our 50s and 60s, maybe we don't have as much bounce. I think it's really important to slow things down. You'll be much happier. You'll be much happier. And I've talked about this before, but when you meet somebody and there's like incredible sexual chemistry and you're like, Oh, all over each other, that can be a disaster for you. It can be a disaster. Um, it could be absolutely the most fun you've ever had in your life. Maybe he doesn't meet the things that you really want. Maybe he's not aligned to your values and your beliefs. And if you slow things down, you're not going to fall into that trap again. If you slow things down, you can go, wow, this part of this person is great but I don't like these other three or four parts. I don't really think I want to date this person anymore. That's what ho happens when you slow things down. You have a much, much less chance of getting hurt if you slow things down. And remember when you're dating out there, there are guys that have been single for five years or 10 years, they may be really, really ready for a, com a committed relationship. And you've, you've only been divorced for maybe a month, six months. That's really important to remember too. Not We're not all in the same place when we go out and start dating again. There's guys that are ready to get married again. Uh, maybe you want to be married again and you meet somebody that's super cool and they don't want to be married. If you just slow everything down and really give everything some time, you have some time to really think about what's going on. It'll keep you from getting hurt. 
it will help you deal with a lot of your emotions and some of the triggers. And you'll have a better chance of really focusing on your intention, which is to find someone that really meets your beliefs, your values, and what you really are looking for. I know going through this is incredibly hard. I do. I went through it. I made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of the things that I brought up today are some of the things that I, mistakes that I made, things that I jumped into. And I did go through a very severe situation where I had to deal with domestic violence. Uh, then I had someone who liked me and lots of other women too. And so it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. And I can tell you that my journey has ended up really, really well. And I really want, at the end of this talk, we've talked about a lot of really intense, heavy things. But at the end of the day, a lot of what I like to share is hope. I love to share hope. Hope in God, hope in the universe, hope in this world. So I went through a horrible, horrible divorce. The custody battles went on for years. Uh, this person stalked me. Um, I could just tell you all kinds of stories. And I gave myself a lot of time to heal and grow as a person because I did go through some abuse when I was younger. And that was really a great gift that I gave myself. I did make a list of the things that I thought were incredibly important. And I also manifested this person into my life. So I was able to get remarried a few years later. Uh, we've been married 24 years. Um, is it perfect? No, you know, we're like any other married couple, but I was able to get really, really far from the trauma and the divorce, uh, the stigma from the divorce. And so what I want to leave you with today is if you are wounded, you are going to attract other wounded people or you're going to attract people that are going to prey on your woundedness and your neediness. All right. And I can say this so honestly because this is exactly what happened to me. So I just want to share that with you. And I wish someone would have shared it with me. It would have helped me with a lot of pain and a lot of angst and an enormous amount of grief and shame. There's a lot of shame attached to divorce and marriage is not working out. So I just want to give you the hope that your soulmate can be out there. Give yourself time, give yourself time to heal, but there's always, always someone out there that's going to love you and treasure you and need you and want you and just value you. Um, and I want to give you that hope because that's really, that's really what this is all about is moving on past our pain and walking into our dreams, our desires, and what we really want. So as long as you're willing to love yourself more than anyone can ever love you, you're going to be ready to go back out there and date again. You come first. Your love for yourself has to fill yourself way up to the top. And then when you meet someone, they are just adding to it.
but you're not looking for them to love both of you. You love yourself enough on your own. Well, I have loved this time together and I know that there is someone out there for you. Don't ever, ever give up. And I hope that you will um, subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell if you want to get notified of new videos. Let me know if you want more videos on dating. Um, it seems like everybody's really interested in all the dating videos right now. Let me know if there's any way I can help you. You can always reach out to me. You can always comment below. Don't forget that I have a free manifesto that you can get. You can also get on my email list and get some of the things that I sent out every once in a while. I hope you have a... Thank you for following me on this episode of your Dreamy Midlife Podcast with me, Darcy. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a heartfelt rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. There's plenty of goodness coming your way. Do you want to move forward faster in your life? Check out my private signature coaching package that has helped so many women get clear and unstuck. Head over to my website, loveyourmidlife.com. Don't forget to check out my show notes below where you'll find so many fun things. A free 30-minute discovery call? What? And join my email community today. Watch my videos on my YouTube channel and join my Facebook group. Both are Love Your Midlife. Oh, and I'm also on Instagram. Uh, okay, I think that's it. Have a dreamy day full of your desires. Bye, loves. Thank you.